You're now in the huddle with Coach Call's timeout. Welcome to another episode of the first quarter, your 12-minute coaching helper. I'm your host, Dan Jonker. This is episode number 35 of the podcast, and it might be my favorite so far. We're talking about setting goals for your team, how to do it, why you do it, and when to do it. The main reason I like this episode so much is that it starts with Brian talking about setting goals for his team, or should I say a goal for his team, win a championship. He honestly thought that that was the only goal he needed and the only goal that he sets. As we got further into it and Brady and I pushed back against his giant goal that seems impossible on its own, we made him get more specific and find goals that can be measured easier. Then Brian started to realize, wait a second, I actually set all kinds of little goals before games and practices in order to help the team achieve this larger goal. It's kind of comical how everything just clicks. It took us a while to beat it over his head before he made his realization, and now we're going to need a part two just to get into the specifics. But today's episode is great to understand why you need specific goals for your team. You need something that you can measure, and something that the players can be accountable for. Anyway, let's get started with Brian blabbing on about winning a championship. From day one, I'm not afraid to talk about winning a championship, even if you know, gun held to my head, I I know it's probably an unrealistic goal for the group I have. I just believe that every day that when the clock's turned on, the score's 0-0, why can't you win? And if that's the case, then why can't you get yourself in a position at the end of the year where you can win three games in a conference tournament and win a championship? I've never, ever shied away from talking about with the group, you know, the goal being winning a championship. Um, We've never written it down. Uh, I've never written goals down for myself. The only goals I think I ever actually remember kind of saying out loud uh, when I was hired at at the college, uh, when the job was available and I was going to apply for it, I know I said to Stacy, my wife, I said I'd like to go back to our alma mater and, and build a national championship team and win a national championship. So I remember saying that. Uh, I remember when Brady and I coached with our young girls team, uh, grades uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, when we started in grade 5, the only goal we had with those girls was we wanted all 12 of them to potentially make their high school teams when they got to grade 9. Those are really the only two goals I've ever set out loud other than, again, discussing or not shying away from discussing winning championships every year with, with my team. So do you talk about the championship often throughout the year? Or let's say you start out like 1-8 and eight or something. Do you still talk about that? You focus on, on trying to get better and you talk about getting better to put yourself in that position again at the end of the year where in a conference tournament you can make a run and win. Look, I realize, you know, last year is a good example. Uh, we lost in the first round of the conference tournament. And, and I realized that it'd be a pretty long shot to win you know, four games to win a championship. But at the same time, why not? Like I said, it's 0-0 when they turn the clock on. So why not? Maybe you get a break and someone gets upset in front of you and makes a game a little easier down the road. You know, you get a little lucky and you hit a buzzer winner or something. Who knows? Why not? (laughs) I just believe. Why not? You know, now am I going to there's certainly been years where I've been far more upset and disappointed losing 
Uh, we lost in a national semifinal when we were hosting the Nationals. And I believe that team was better than the one that, that won the national championship. So, you know, yeah, I, I went all summer and, you know, to this day still look back on it regularly, what you could have done differently and, and how disappointing it was to lose. But, you know, and there's other years like last year where when it's over, you, you say, hey, we did the best we could with what we had. And and you move on and you keep going. So there's different degrees of disappointment, I suppose. I don't know if that's a reverse goal or not, but I just always believe you got a chance. Why not? I suppose. <laughs> so how do you, how do you, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of baffled because I, so if everybody's just pushing to win the championship, how do they, are there goals for the players throughout the, at the beginning of the year? Do you have goals for the players on what you want to see throughout the year? Well, you, you talk about constant improvement, right? Where do we need to get better? What do we need to need to do to get better? Where do we want to be? Are we progressing? Um, so how do you know if you're progressing? Like, Is that a measurable thing? What do you measure for that? We, we don't necessarily have measurables. I mean, I don't want to... F- you certainly wouldn't affix anything on, on scoring probably, but you might on rebounding or um, limiting turnovers, for example. So I guess in that sense, you can set goals or we would set some goals like, hey, today we need to be under uh, 17 turnovers and you know, we got to win the rebounding battle to win the game. Like those are, those are day-to-day type game goals. So you, you can measure that. But as a coach too, I also believe that it's my job to continually sell the positive in things. You know, if you're constantly talking about trying to win a championship, then you constantly keep being positive and head towards that direction and make everybody believe that it's still possible no matter what. Okay. So you don't win the championship. Is it a bust? No, then you got to sell the fact that you still had a good year if if in fact you you probably did or like I said you there's many different ways to spin things, right? So, you know, in a season where maybe you're disappointed you lost and you feel like you didn't reach your potential, um, you know, you focus on saying goodbye to your seniors and how important they were and contributed to your program and and the younger guys you you know, you say, "Hey, next year we're going to do a better job. This summer we're going to get better and you know, you refocus on spinning it in a positive direction again. You know, with work-related goal setting and that kind of stuff, there's always the whole specific measurable kind of thing. Brad, I keep hearing you say, like, get better, improve, but there's nothing that's ever, like, they're so, those are, like, unattainable. To get better and improve is such a such an ambiguous term. Maybe you got better at dribbling, but you're a worse player. Who? How do you, <laughs> Brady? How do you visualize getting better in a summer? How would you visualize ending a season and setting goals for your your players in the summer? I think setting goals is important. If you set a realistic goal, it allows you an opportunity to, you know, get better. You might not, you know, if you set a goal for a championship every single year, you might find yourself just disappointed all the time. Sometimes when you're disappointed, you struggle to to move forward and get past it, and maybe somebody doesn't want to play anymore because they're not reaching their goals. I think looking at it from a realistic standpoint and saying, okay, well, maybe this isn't a year where we can win a championship, but hey, we're a young team, so let's build towards you know let's have let's have a 500 season this year and build the core of the of the group this season and maybe next season we work towards winning 
75% of our games and have a chance at winning the conference title. And then the next year, maybe you have an opportunity to win a championship. Sometimes I think if you, you go into the season every year thinking you're going to win, you're going to have some guys, especially younger guys, that you know maybe they really buy into that. They, they struggle when that goal doesn't actually happen. Yeah, but what I'm afraid of is limiting people. I don't want I talk about winning championships with my guys because I don't want them to believe that I don't believe we can. Because like why does your goal just have to be one thing of win a championship? Why can't it be everybody has 10 little goals that lead to the team getting better? And, and then and you I have was goals gonna... that you always want to out-rebound somebody or you want to shoot X amount of three-pointers or you want to have 250 passes a game like that kind of stuff that leads to winning a championship which is the ultimate and, and I was going to I was going to say I think you actually, do set goals but you're just you just don't verbalize them that's what I was just going to say I okay when you say you're you know you're talking about winning championships all these other little things the more I think about it they are part of discussions I have on an ongoing basis with everybody I just don't write them down for anyone or write them down for us you know for example we've we've been starting five freshmen so far this year the goal is more realistic to what Brady said where, you know, two years from now or a year from now, we're going to be really, really good. But I just don't want to limit these guys to think that we couldn't win now because it's a pretty good group. And in particular, there's one guy who's very dynamic. And I did have a conversation with him a week ago because uh, he has a tendency to have extreme highs and extreme lows. So we're trying to find um, mechanisms or goals or things to motivate him and we did have a, a discussion we didn't write anything down but we had a discussion about hey you could be rookie of the year first team all-star and before you leave here let's be an all-canadian so from that standpoint sure those are goals and we had that discussion so yeah i guess probably there's a lot more of that than i actually realize happening on a day-to-day basis and that particular player isn't a selfish player so making goals like personal goals like that of That's being right. an all canadian is actually you know that he's going to handle it well and he's it's not going to affect everybody else negatively like he's not going to be jacking 50 shots a game 100 percent. and and realistically he understands that to be the rookie of the year in the all canadian that doesn't mean because you were the leading scorer that's yeah. what you are you know you got to contribute in a lot of different ways and like you said he's very unselfish so yeah yeah, that's so there was no threat of me thinking, oh, now he's going to jack 50 shots because it's just not yeah. what he is. For this episode, we kind of have run out of time, but I want to keep going and have a part two on this because, Brian, I know that you set goals or you have discussions with guys all the time. Maybe you don't consider them goals, but you have kind of talks with people to motivate them and, and keep them going. So let's let's do part two and, and talk about the types of goals that you set for your players. If you want to add to this discussion, just leave us a comment at coachcallstimeout.com slash 35. Let us know what kind of goals you set for your team. Next week, we're going to get into setting specific goals for your players, the team, the parents, and your coaches, including yourself. If you like what you heard today, please share it with another coach. And while you're at it, let them know about CoachCallsTimeout.com. We have over 200 free plays, drills, practice plans, and tips for coaches of all ages and skill levels. No registration, no logins, just get right into it. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next Monday for Part 2. See you then.